So I thought today, I, being as it's the new year, I wanted to reflect with you a little bit about freshness, newness. And I do this because it seems the season for it, and also because it's actually quite a profound notion, this idea of freshness and newness. And uh, we can learn a lot about the way of the path in general, I feel, through looking at freshness and newness. We can learn both about compassion and wisdom and also get an understanding of why it is what we do, what we do here, and particularly why we do the practice that we do here on Sundays. So the first thing about freshness, newness, is just to notice that I think by and large, most of us really like it. We like the idea of being, you know, we speak about fresh air. We like the excitement of presents under the tree or uh, with a birthday cake, a surprise party. Uh, if you reflect on your own experience, you can probably very easily come up with a lot of ways in which you appreciate the sense of freshness. We feel alive. We're not bored. We can feel connected with others because relationship is always fresh also. So there's a natural liking for this. If you see, if you agree in your own experience, it seems to me the case. Um, we like excitement too. And over time we might be able to subtly discriminate between excitement and freshness. Excitement is a kind of overwhelm and a really, in a way, a kind of deadening of many senses. Get very excited about something and very collapsed around what we're excited about. And freshness, at least the way I'm seeking to introduce it, is a quality also of openness. You know, that quality of just feeling relaxed, maybe in a morning when you've had a good night's sleep and the sun is shining and there's nothing particularly pressing on you and it's just, it's just fresh and you're just open and you're just there. So it's a little different. Excitement has agitation associated with it. And I think we often do confuse excitement with freshness. But excitement in the end, because of that quality of agitation, is a little bit wearying. <laughs> Whereas freshness is, you know, fresh. The thing I want to point out about this is if you agree that we like it, we like it. And it's also a quality that's actually very significant, uh, spiritually speaking. It's a very significant quality for our development as human beings. We don't even have to uh, lock it into a kind of spiritual uh, location. But just to develop, we have a capacity for freshness. We like it. And it turns out that the path of practice, as we understand it, is very much cultivating the sense of freshness, including the associated qualities of being relaxed, being open, probably being friendly too. I think a sense of humor comes kind of naturally. You know, it's just kind of like a flower opening. So this is important because Sometimes, even when we've been practicing for a long time, and maybe even more then than when we're beginners, but in any case, when we have an interest in awakening, awakening to our real nature, we sometimes feel that 
this is a case of doing something completely different and kind of alien to the way we usually live our lives. And so we feel a little bit like uptight and we have to put on a kind of straitjacket to be good practitioners. I think everybody knows that feeling, right? It has its uses also, perhaps. But what I want to point out is that this uh, freshness, which we also I also associate with a sense of wonder and marveling, and, and then just this kind of like, wow, the world is, you know, so alive, and I am so alive when I am alive to the aliveness of the world, and I like that. And it turns out that this is a very, very, very profound quality, and it's a quality that we already like. And this is what I meant by saying earlier, that there's a lot we can learn about the path just by thinking about freshness a little bit. So the path is very much a way of cultivating qualities that we already like, that we already have. Qualities of relaxation, qualities of attention, qualities of loving kindness. And that's a very important thing to understand about the path. It's not taking us into alien territory. It's taking us more deeply into home territory. So that's one thing. Another thing about freshness is that it really, from the perspective of a Buddhist way of understanding what is uh, optimal for a way for us to develop, and many traditions share this in different language, is that freshness is also associated, as I said earlier, with a cultivation of love, compassion, and also wisdom. So how does that work? Well, the cultivation of love and compassion, which we sing about at the beginning of every session, as we'll do at 11 o'clock. So when do you feel more, let's just talk about kindliness, you know, a sense of connection and kindliness, okay? This is also, I think, something that we naturally like, you know, as long as it's not overimposed and too, in the right measure, I think most of us like to feel that other people feel connected to us and that they like us. And we also like to feel that we're connected to others and that we like them. We're, we're more comfortable in a, you know, in a world where we feel there are a lot of people that we like than in a world where we feel there are a lot of people we really have to stay away from or discipline or do something uh, that alienates us from them. Again, an invitation to reflect on your own experience. Is this true for you? I think we like liking, mostly. And freshness enhances this liking. In order to feel a connection with someone and to like them, you have to pay attention. <laughs> and you have to see them to some degree the way they are right now in this moment. And we all know that we get, we have stereotypes, not only stereotypes of people that we don't know, but, you know, first impressions. Oh, I feel many times. First impressions come very, very fast. Science teaches us this, you know, it goes right to the amygdala. Within a fraction of a second, you have a sense when you meet somebody, you like them or you don't. And then we get stuck in that often until, thankfully, you actually get to know them and you realize your compression was completely wrong. It's kind of embarrassing. And you realize, oh my goodness, I just, you know, because they wore hair a certain way or they were dressed a certain way, 
never mind because there's some kind of cultural or racial or economic issue, but even just just the way people appear, even if they're really exactly like you, but you know, they're wearing something you don't like or who knows. So freshness is a way of connecting. Attention is the start of love, we often say when we're talking about attention. And freshness is a way to actually be in touch with your own feelings and a sense of what is going on right now with somebody else. And that's how we connect. It's really kind of simple, you know. We have a sense of affability, a kind of basic recognition that anyone we meet is really rather like us. Because what is our main drive? Well, we want to be happy and we want to avoid being unhappy. And guess what? So does everybody else. So does everybody else. And this is also a place where freshness segues into, could uh, segue into a larger sense of something like justice, social justice. I mean, if everybody wants to be happy and not unhappy, and even our constitution says all men, which fortunately we've opened up uh, specifically to include everyone, what? Declaration, excuse me, this is not my forte, but you get the point. <laughs> you know, everyone has equal opportunity. We intend for happiness to pursue <laughs> happiness. What Cornell West said, I think, is great. He says, justice is what love looks like in public. That's so great. And it requires a kind of uh, freshness. Oh, these are not just you know, old people or poor people or dumb people or um, drug-addicted people. No, they're people, if I look at them afresh with everything, bringing everything I know about myself to bear, I understand that everyone I see is somebody who should be treated appropriately, should be treated right, you know, golden rule. So freshness, this is a very important quality, right? Every spiritual tradition, every humanistic tradition, every decent tradition really emphasizes the importance of um, having a sense of justice, fairness, um, kindness. It's so important. Dalai Lama says, my religion is kindness. It can't get much better than that. Kindness is amplified by freshness. And then when we consider the opposite of freshness is sort of a staleness, a sense of same old, same old, boredom, unchangingness. And this, as you know, from your connection with, well, with life and with Buddhist reflection as well, that this idea of um, static, ongoing sameness is simply not the way things are. It's not. Everything, every moment is in fact fresh. Everything is always changing. We study about impermanence. Impermanence is not just the deterioration of things and the loss of things and people. It is that too. It's also that everything in every moment is not the same as it was in the moment before. Nor are you. And to be alive to this is not to be caught in uh, what we sometimes call um, kind of intransient, what's the word that you use? Uh, 
technical. Reification, but there's a technical word that you use sometimes. It's not to be caught in kind of a superimposition of, you know, being locked into, well, this is the same person that I saw yesterday. I'm the same as I saw yesterday. What? Invariant representation. Okay. Invariant representation means you feel you're the same. You feel this other person is the same. So there's not much to talk about. Same old, same old. Not very fresh, not very interesting, not very caring either. So this kind of invariant representation is the opposite of freshness. And it's completely associated with getting locked into a very static sense of what you are as a being. Oh, I'm just the same as I was yesterday. Can't change. New Year, we sometimes talk about New Year's resolutions. And the reason we talk about them is because we recognize how hard it is to change our habit. We are stuck. We easily get stuck. But not only get we get stuck in a way that we repeat behaviors, we get stuck in our own minds and feel as if there's some kind of unchanging me at the center of the universe. And this is the source of a lot of uh, erroneous understanding of how life is and, and how we are. You know, it's kind of curious. We look at a picture of, if you look at a picture of yourself from 10, 15 years ago, it's kind of a disconnect because on the one hand, did I ever look like that? And the other hand, there's, that's me. That was me. You know, or you look at a picture of your parents when they were really young, before you were born. That's wild. <laughs> I remember, and I've talked about this, some, some, one day uh, coming home from college and looking at a picture of my mother, which I may or may not have seen before, uh, before long before I was born. And she looked so young. How could she? I just assumed she always kind of looked old, you know, that, that even when she was younger, she just, you know, she didn't look young the way I looked young at that time. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so where's the self? Even thinking, my mother, when she was young, who is this? There's something that doesn't, doesn't work. On the one hand, there's a sense that this is her, or your own picture that this is me. And on the other hand, the very fact that it looks kind of strange is a sign that, well, it wasn't you as you understand me now, so we could open up into this understanding and recognize that actually there's not a stable kind of me behind that word, me, behind that word, I. And there's not a stable you either. So we're all, you know, glowing orbs of luminosity rearranging themselves. Scientists might call them atoms, you know, and in different ways and appearing and fooling ourselves and everyone else into thinking that this is just a static. Now, the thing that's problematic about being static from the point of view of the path is that then we don't recognize the tremendous potential we have to open, to open to these qualities like freshness, like kindliness, that we really naturally like, but that life's trials and tribulations and stresses and so on, and we forget that and we get worried about our, our careers, our responsibilities, our email, you know, all of these things that... Um, we tend to think of in a unfresh way. We just become, we lose that sense of uh, aliveness. It just happens, right? It happens to everyone. And yet we don't want to lose it. And so we may welcome a reminder now and then about freshness, 
about how that's really much more descriptive about how we really are and also what we really like than many of our other attitudes, like same old, same old, like uh, static representation, which isn't really responding to what is going on. Which brings us, so as I said, we can learn a lot about the path itself by talking about freshness, that it's a case, generally speaking, of identifying qualities for which we already, already have an appreciation, qualities which we already have to some degree, and then allowing them to unfold, encouraging, appreciating, giving them space to unfold. And also, a freshness is associated with kindness. It's associated also with the wisdom of recognizing that everything is always shifting. There's no static self anywhere to be found, and yet we worry about it so much to realize it's more of a flow than a thing we have to preserve in exactly a particular condition, uh, frankly, can be a huge relief. Really a huge relief. Opening into the flow of life rather than hanging on to the some kind of nugget that we've identified or that we identified with. And then the last thing, as I said, I wanted to mention is how this relates to the practice that we do. So when we, particularly speaking of Sunday practices, but really uh, in a way, every practice. So we sit and we observe our breath. Now the word breath, like every word, makes it sound like there's some kind of solid it thing there. Breath. I'm going to watch my breath. But what does that end up meaning? Uh, it means we watch the process of breathing. Because that's all there is. And process also is a word that sounds like a kind of thingy thing there, but what is process? But, okay, so we attend to our breathing and we notice in one of the ways that we do, there are many ways to meditate on breathing, but to take one in of what, uh, what I'm about to say is true of all of them, but to make the point perhaps most clearly, so we breathe, we notice the in-breath, the feel of the in-breath. It's a process. It's not a thing. There are sensations. Sensory experience is always fresh. It's our mind that doesn't stay alive. Oh, yeah, I know I'm breathing. How could you watch breathing? It sounds really boring. Well, yeah, it is sometimes. But if you really get there, it's interesting. It's always changing. And then there's sensations, sensations as it descends down your throat and your chest and a lot happens and your chest opens, maybe your heart opens. You start to get more relaxed, your belly opens and your breath just flows and you can feel it. And it's actually a very a soothing kind of pleasuring experience just to be aware of your own breath. Attention is the start of love. Attention, paying attention to your own breathing is a way of showing a kind of uh, love, respect, connection to yourself. It's real. Your own being is breathing. And you can feel it. And it naturally supports a sense of freshness. And freshness is really ingredient in the whole process of practice. So we're, we're sensing our breathing. Oh, I never noticed. Look at that. It goes all the way down. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, my belly opens and my shoulders can relax and I can 
when I exhale, I can just kind of let go of every, every trouble, every constraining, constriction, unfriend, unfresh sort of reification, just kind of oh, go out into the space, dissolve, and that's nice. When I observe my breathing, I notice my natural capacity for relaxation. Even though I may be sitting with my shoulders like this and I'm really, my hands are like this. Oh, no, I don't have to sit that way. Actually, it's, it's more natural and I can just... It's because we're being, having a fresh take on how we are. We can sit a little bit differently, get a little bit more relaxed. And that deepens. And something about our connection to our own being also deepens at that time, just naturally. It's not work. It's much more about allowing than it is about anxiously, you know, trying to create a certain state. We can't, you can't create freshness any more than you can fall and decide to fall in love, right? These are emergent properties. They just happen. There's a kind of magic in it. There's a kind of magic when you finally let yourself just breathe. But there's another magic, which is, of course, we all know when we intend to sit down and just breathe, our, our minds get carried away. We're all, finally, we're all stressed about this thing that happened last year or next week. And we go on a roll about it. And then at some moment, we realize, oh, I've been distracted. I've been caught up. And that moment is a magical moment of freshness. Oh. Now I see. I've just been going along, going along, the same old story that I've run around in my head for decades in some cases. And now I know it. That's a fresh moment. That's how freshness participates. If you enjoyed this teaching, please visit our website, donmountain.org to subscribe to this course and find other great Dharma offerings. May all beings always have happiness in its causes. May all beings always be free of pain in its causes.